Amen. Turn your Bibles to James chapter 5 tonight, if you will. I want to uh, share a, a message that the Lord put on my heart, dropped in my heart this afternoon. It's a simple one. It's uh, one that uh, I'm not trying to share new information. I hope this, these are things that you already know. It's really not the new things that we find out that put us over. It's acting on the things that we thought we already knew. Brother Hagin used to say, you don't really know anything unless you're acting on it, living on it, living it in your life. I think that's especially true where it comes to healing. We'll call this message tonight, How Do You Receive Your Healing? James chapter 5, we'll start in verse 13, writing by the Holy Ghost. He said, Is any among you afflicted? That means going through a test or a trial or a hard place. Well, here's the answer for that. Let him pray. Notice it doesn't say let call the church and get them to pray for you. It says if you're going through a hard place, going through a difficulty in your life, pray. Why is that? Because God will hear your prayer just like he hears somebody else's. Is any among you merry? Let him sing psalms. It's interesting that we don't, when people are, are happy about things and circumstances are going well in their life, they don't call other people to get them to sing for them. Everybody's calling and making prayer requests, but nobody gives, calls into the church. Never yet in 30-something years, never yet have we had anybody say, Pastor Mike, just wanted to let you know everything's going great. Would you sing for me? We're willing to do our own singing when things go good, aren't we? Third thing he mentions is, is any sick among you? Now, the, the, the implication is there shouldn't be any sick in the church. He wouldn't write that to the church today. He'd say the 75 or 80% of you that are sick, here's some information for you. Now, he says, is any sick among you? Well, there's an answer for that too. Let him, the sick, call for the elders of the church and let them, the elders, pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, please notice, a lot of times people get hung up on the oil. Notice it doesn't say there's one bit of power in the oil. There's no instruction given to, to, uh, to any Gentile church, any Gentile believer in any way whatsoever about anointing with oil. James is the pastor of the church of Jerusalem. It's a, Gent- it's a, a Jewish church, Jewish congregation. Anointing with oil meant something to them because of the Jewish heritage. It doesn't mean anything to the Gentiles. So anointing with oil is really not the key. Notice it doesn't say the anointing with oil shall save or heal the sick. It says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Well, being saved from sickness is being healed, isn't it? Isn't it? What else does he mean other than being healed? Here's a surefire answer for for how to get your healing as a Christian. Surefire answer. Surefire means. Now, there's a, there's a lot of the church world, modern-day church world, that will argue whether or not it's God's will to heal everybody. If it's not God's will to heal everybody, why did he give specific instructions how that anybody and everybody can be healed? We don't look at other scriptures and say, well, it's not God's will for everybody to walk in love. So those love scriptures don't apply to everybody. There's scriptures in the Bible that says put away lying. But you know it's not the will of God for everybody to operate like that. So that must be what a lot of Christians think, the way they lie. Now the very fact that God, by the Holy Ghost, who never changes, the will of God never changes. God never changes. Jesus never changes. The Holy Ghost never changes. The very fact that the Holy Ghost inspired James after the resurrection in the church age to give specific instruction for any in the church who might be sick 
and provide a means for them to be healed by the prayer of faith that anybody can pray shows conclusively that it's the will of God for all of his people, all of his children to be healed. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, the word pray over him really is a vow of faith. It's not asking God to do something. It's a declaration of what's already been done. And the prayer of faith, that's, that means declaration. The declaration or literally vow. It's the word vow. And the vow of faith shall save or heal the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, that's one of the first ways the devil will try to attack you. Along with sickness, he'll say, well, you know, this, this came because you did something wrong. You may not even know what you did wrong, but something is wrong. And that's what opened the door to this sickness. Well, the prayer of faith or this vow or declaration of faith says if anybody is sick because or due to the fact that they have committed sins, those sins are forgiven at the same time that the prayer is prayed. Notice it says an if. If he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Not everybody's sick because they've done something wrong. As a matter of fact, it's the, majority, it's the minority of the people that are sick because the minority of people are sick because of their own wrongdoing. The majority of people are sick because we have an equal opportunity destroyer. His name is Satan. He'll attack you whether you've done anything right or wrong. And in the midst of the attack, he'll try to blame it on you. But if on the, the chance or the outside chance that you are sick, you are fighting a sickness because of your own wrongdoing, there's an answer for that too. It's not a different answer. It's the same answer. The prayer or the declaration of the vow of faith shall save the sick and forgive the sins that might be associated with the condition. Now, notice verse 16. He hadn't changed subjects. He said, confess your faults one to another. The only faults he's talking about. He's not saying confess your faults like if you're chronically late. Well, I confess I'm chronically late. That's not going to do any good. He's talking about sins. He's talking about if you've done something to offend somebody or if there's unforgiveness, there's something that's created a wedge between you and somebody else. Fix that. That's what he's talking about. Confess your faults one to another. He's not talking about confess your faults to the church. Thank God we don't have to sit in a confessional and listen to somebody tell us that we're blessed or what I've never been in one. I don't know what they do. But thank God we don't have to do that. He's not talking about confessing your faults to the church. He's saying if there's a problem, if you've offended somebody, if you've done something that was wrong to somebody, clear that up, fix that. In other words, don't let any unforgiveness stand between you and somebody else regarding praying for your healing. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Sometimes if you clear up the unforgiveness that you have with somebody, you don't even need to pray for healing. Healing just comes. It opens the door. We've seen that time and time and time again. That's what James is talking about, inspired by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said the same thing, used different words, but he said the same thing, and I'll show it to you in just a minute. Now, notice the last part of verse 16. He said the effectual. The word effectual means well-grounded or valid. Fervent. The word fervent means from the heart. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, why in the world would he talk about effectual, fervent prayer in relation to praying prayer of faith for the sick? Because he's very simply saying this. He's saying if you'll pray effectively, correctly, according to the rules that govern the prayer of faith, from your heart, it'll work every time. 
And then he gives an example. He says, Elijah was a man subject to life's passions as we are. He was just as frail, just as subject to, to missing it as you and I are. And he prayed that it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain for three years. In other words, he's saying praying effectively from your heart will produce the impossible even in the case of Elijah. He uses Elijah as an example. Now, you remember Elijah. Elijah had that great contest with the, the prophets of Baal, the 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. He called fire down from heaven and showed that God was the true God. But as soon as that was over, he, he personally took the sword and killed 450 prophets of Baal. Rough guy. Well, he's just called down fire from heaven. Who's going to stop him? But Jezebel, the wicked queen, hears that, she has, that Elijah has killed her prophets, 450 of them. So she sends word and she says, so shall the Lord do unto me if I don't take your head by this time tomorrow. Now, what does Elijah, the man of faith and power, do? He takes off running. That reminds me of a lot of Christians. Strong and bold on one hand, and by morning they're running for their lives. And he's the one that James, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, uses as an example. You ever bailed out on something you shouldn't have? You ever turned loose too quick? Well, that puts you in the same boat as Elijah. And he got the miraculous because he prayed effectively from his heart. That's what all these things mean. So notice again, verse 13 and 14. Is any sick among you? Or verse 14, I should say. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer, the vow, the declaration of faith shall save or heal the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. So all we've got to do is pray effectively from our heart and healing comes and the Lord will raise him up. Now notice there's a difference between healing and the Lord raising you up. If there wasn't, he wouldn't have said and. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick or heal the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. What does that imply? That implies that not all healing might be instant. There's a difference between healing or as we'll see in a moment, believing you receive your healing and the Lord raising you up, which equates to seeing the results in your body. Now, what is this prayer of faith? All we've got to do is learn to pray this prayer of faith effectively and get healed every time. That's what it says. No wiggle room. No room for doubt or dispute. Now, some people will say, well, it doesn't work today. You know what they're telling you? They don't know how to pray the prayer of faith. Because the Holy Ghost said, who never changes, the Holy Ghost said, if you pray effectively from your heart, it works every time. Absolute guarantee. Works every time. So anybody that denies that it works is just saying, I don't know how to pray the prayer of faith. And that's okay. We all have to learn sometime. But we ought to realize that God can't lie. And he said it'll work every time if you work it effectively. Now, what is this prayer of faith? Turn back with me to Mark chapter 11. All we have to do is know how to pray the prayer of faith effectively. And healing comes every time. Well, Jesus told us how to pray the prayer of faith in Mark chapter 11. Jesus is walking between Jerusalem and Bethany. He sees a fig tree, then it's time for it to produce fruit, but it doesn't have any fruit on it. And so Jesus curses the fig tree, and the next day they come by there, and the fig tree is dead. The disciples call him into question. 
said, look, master, the fig tree which you cursed is, is dried up and withered, up, withered and dried up from the roots. And Jesus answers, verse 22, and says unto them, have faith in God. So what's Jesus going to tell us about? Well, he's just identified that he's talking about faith. And this faith that he has exercised that he's going to describe has produced supernatural results that they can see. Overnight results, not instant. When they walked away the day before from that fig tree, it was green and had leaves on it. Looked like it was a thriving, fruitful tree. But it didn't have any fruit on it. But the next morning, the thing's dead. They have seen the change occur in the tree. And Jesus said, faith did it. This thing called faith. He said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. First thing you need to know about faith is, it's connected to your words. Faith without the spoken word is not faith. Faith is released by the spoken word. Faith is expressed by the spoken word. First thing Jesus said about faith is concerning your words. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Doesn't just work on trees. It works on mountains or anything that looks too big for you to handle. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt. Here's the only condition he puts on this. And shall not doubt in his heart. And shall not doubt in his heart. And what does he mean doubting from his heart? Well remember James 5.16. The effectual fervent prayer. Of a righteous man avails much. The effective from the heart prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now Jesus is saying you can't doubt in your heart. Well, if you can't doubt in your heart, he must be talking about believing with your heart then. Now what does that mean? Well, we could spend a month teaching on that subject. But let me just give you the definition of believing with the heart. Believing with the heart means to believe independent of what you can see and feel. So your believing has to be based on something other than circumstance. What is our believing based on? Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. The word of God is the only thing that can produce faith. The word of God is the only thing that can produce faith that changes circumstances, and that does the impossible. Therefore, because we're talking about receiving healing, the word of God is the only thing that can produce faith that brings healing to your physical body. It's the only thing that can do it. You've got to know what God's will is concerning healing before you can believe for it. Because faith, this, word, this is true in every area, every realm of life. Faith begins where the will of God is known, not hoped for. It begins where the will of God is known. You've got to know what God's will is in a subject before you can have faith for it. So Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. In other words, not believe according to what he can see and feel. Faith believes independently of what you can see and feel, independently of circumstances. So doubt would be believing according to what you can see and feel, or being moved according to what you can see and feel. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in his heart, that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And notice what Jesus is saying. He's saying faith is associated with words. It's associated with the belief that comes from knowing the will of God. And it's a confidence in your words coming to pass. Now let me ask you a question. Has he said one thing about prayer? 
You know the story of Jesus cursing the fig tree? Did Jesus pray over the tree? Or did he curse it? He looked at it and said, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. He did not pray and say, oh God, please take this tree away from me. He spoke to it. I think too many times people are speaking to God about their problems instead of speaking to their problems. But now Jesus is going to tell you about this thing called faith that changes circumstances and does the impossible and how it works in prayer. Or in other words, the prayer of faith. Now remember James 5.15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith, not the oil, not even the laying on of hands. The prayer of faith shall save or heal the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. So what is that prayer of faith that will work every time if you pray it effectively from your heart? Jesus is going to tell you. Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Well, we're talking about a desire for healing, aren't we? What things soever you desire. The healing that you desire. When you pray. Everybody say when. When is the key word in this verse. Because it tells you about timing. And timing is always the thing that the devil tries to beat you up about when it comes to the subject of faith. The devil always wants to know when. Well, here's God telling you when. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray. Well, we're talking about the prayer of faith. So he's talking about when you pray the prayer of faith. When you pray, not after you pray. Not before you pray. When you pray, believe that you receive them, the things you desire, in this case, healing. Believe that you receive healing and you shall have healing. Now, notice there's a difference between believing you receive healing and having healing. Just like James said, there was a difference between the prayer of faith shall save or heal the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. In other words, it implies that there might be a time period in between the two. Well, what's the time period in the, concerning the prayer of faith? Well, the prayer of faith is to be believed that you receive the healing that you're praying for is to be believed that you received when you pray. And after that, it's out of your hands and into God's. Now, just as a side note, notice the next verse, verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught or anything against anyone, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. I mentioned before that Jesus said the same thing that James did. James said in James chapter 5, verse 16, confess your faults. Any offenses you might have between you and somebody else. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. In other words, it's saying don't let any act of unforgiveness stand in the way of your praying the prayer of faith. Why? Because just like Jesus said, it'll stop it cold. So if you're going to pray the prayer of faith effectively, you're going to have to have a heart of love and make sure there's no unforgiveness in your heart when you pray. So what does the prayer of faith do? The prayer of faith says, I believe I received my healing before it has the healing. Now remember Jesus said in the previous verse, verse 23, he said the condition is not to doubt in your heart. In other words, not to believe according to what you can see and feel. Well, then what are we supposed to believe according to? According to that which was spoken. According to the word of God that promises healing. According to the word of God that says, Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. That's enough to get healed on right there. 
There are many other scriptures that we could go to. But that one is enough to get healed on by itself. So the prayer of faith believes it receives when it prays. Now let me show you what this means. Turn with me over to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. John used a little bit more common language. The translates, in my opinion, the translates a little better into the King James English. 1 John chapter 5. He said it this way. We'll start reading in verse... Uh, Let's start reading verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, that's literally and since we know. The word if is literally the word since. And since we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. In other words, James is saying this. He's saying this is the confidence that every believer is supposed to have. He's talking about having eternal life in the previous verse, verse, uh, verse 13. Maybe we should have started with verse 13. Let me read that real quick. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That means Christians. means you. That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. God wants every one of us to know that we have eternal life and there's power in the name of Jesus. And here's the confidence that he wants us to have in the Lord. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. Well, we know healing is his will because he's made a surefire guarantee for the sick to be healed. So if we ask anything, in this case healing, we know that it's according to his will. Then we know that we have what we ask for. We know that he hears us. All it takes is asking according to his will and we know he hears us. Now, some people in the church say, well, you never know if God hears you or not. What they're saying is that they don't know if they're praying the will of God. Because if you're praying the will of God, if you're praying based on what the Bible says God has already done or wants to do for you, you know you're praying as well. And John said, this is the confidence that we have and that we're supposed to have in the Lord. That if we ask anything according to his will, then he hears us. And since we know he hears us, how do we know he hears us? That we're asking according to his will. And since we know he hears us, we know that we have what we ask for. We know we have the healing that we desire. That's the confidence that we're supposed to have in him. In other words, when the prayer of faith is prayed, the prayer of faith for healing is prayed, the individual who prays says, I believe I received my healing in Jesus' name. And it's a settled issue. Now James said by the Holy Ghost that that's the kind of faith that always receives. That's the prayer of faith that always gets results. Now I've had some people say, now Pastor Mike, I did that. I said, really? Yeah, I did it for a whole day. I know I did. I know that I believed I received my healing for a whole day. Well, if it takes longer than that day and they give up, then what happens? That wasn't the prayer of faith. They negated the prayer of faith. They doubted in their heart. They started believing according to what they could see or feel. Well, then how long are we supposed to do it, Pastor Mike? How long are we supposed to believe we receive our healing? Until you have it. Until the Lord raises you up. Now, turn with me over to Hebrews chapter 10. Here's another issue where it's really along the same lines. But Paul, who I believe was the author of the book of Hebrews, 
said by the Holy Ghost. Maybe a better way to say that is the Holy Ghost said to us through, through the Apostle Paul that one of the important ingredients for receiving from God is this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 13, 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Now, the word profession is the word confession. In other words, Paul is talking about, inspired by the Holy Ghost, to talk about the words that you speak in connection with what you believe in the prayer of faith. Just like Jesus said that faith was exhibited and expressed by words. Now, Paul says, or the Holy Ghost is saying to us, let us hold fast the confession, same word translated confession, other places in the New Testament, so I'm going to use the word confession instead of profession. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Without wavering. Without wavering. Now, why are we supposed to not waver? We'll talk about what that means in a minute. But what, why are we supposed to not waver? Because God is faithful that promised. In other words, if we'll stay with the prayer of faith and follow the rules that govern the effective use of the prayer or the effective prayer of faith, then it works every time because God is faithful that promised. But the very fact that the Holy Ghost tells us to hold fast the confession of our faith informs us that that's the number one way that the devil is going to try to attack you. What's he going to do? He's going to try to make you doubt in your heart. Because Jesus said that was the killer of the operation of faith. Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. In other words, confess what he desires and not doubt in his heart. So what is the devil going to try to do? He's going to try to make you doubt in your heart. Now, what is doubt in your heart? It's believing or con- and or confessing according to what we see and feel. This is exactly what the Holy Ghost is telling us in Hebrews 10.23. Hold fast because the devil's going to try to get it out of you, trying to make you turn loose. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Now, in our case, concerning re- believing you receive healing, the prayer of faith concerning healing, is hold fast to the profession, I believe I receive my healing. And notice he says, without wavering. What does it mean to waver? To waver means to say something to the contrary. To say something to the contrary. James said, James chapter 1, first few verses of the chapter, the letter that he wrote. James said, a man that wavers is like a wave of the sea. This is about verse 7 or 8, I guess. He said, a man that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And then he made made a very, very important statement. He said, let not that man, the man that wavers, let not that man think that he'll receive anything of the Lord. Well, if the anything of the Lord you're trying to receive is healing, then to waver concerning your confession of faith will keep you from receiving healing even though it's the will of God for you to have it. That's why it's the number one place that the devil will attack you. He will work overtime trying to make you change what you say. He'll work overtime trying to get you to say something to the contrary of, I believe I received my healing. So let's say it this way. Let's say, James, let's say Hebrews 10, 23 this way. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith instead of without wavering. Let's say it. Let us hold fast the consistent confession of our faith. For he is faithful that promised. Now that's exactly what John said. John said, this is the confidence that we have in him. 
that if we ask anything according to his will, and his word tells us what his will is, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And since we know he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired from him. So if we know that he hears us, and we know that he's faithful to bring our words to pass according to his will that he's already revealed in his word, we know healing is his will. Since we know that he hears us in our prayer of faith concerning healing, why should we ever be tempted to say anything to the contrary? John is very simply saying, once you pray and know that God hears you, it's settled. Move on to something else. Move on to something else. Why? Because in that, from that point forward, it's in the Lord's hands. It's his job to raise you up. It's his job to see that you have the healing that you believe you receive. Now, that's the prayer that always works. That's the prayer that always receives. That's a prayer that too little of the church world knows about and knows how to pray. But according to the scripture, that's the effective means or the effective way to pray the prayer of faith. And to pray effectively from your heart, you've got a guarantee it'll work every time. Now, there's one last ingredient, and that's this. You remember over in Romans chapter 4? About verse 20, it says, And Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong faith says, Thank God, because according to the word, I believe I received my healing, and the Lord is seeing to it that I have it. Strong faith thanks God for what it can't yet see. Strong faith thanks God that the word is true, even though the circumstances don't line up yet. Strong faith says... I believe the word no matter how I feel or what it looks like. Strong faith says, thank God the word is true. Where are you out there? Now, folks, I don't know how to make it any simpler than that. It's not a hard thing. It's not a hard thing at all. And if you understand the basic principles, you can receive every time. Well, Pastor Mike, how long is it going to take for me to get my answer? I don't know. Who cares? God's faithful and promised. Yeah, but what if it takes more than a week? Well, what if it does? Should I keep saying, I believe I received my healing? Yeah, I keep saying it till, it till the circumstances change. Keep saying it until you have your healing. There's a difference between believing you receive your healing and having your healing. Having your healing is having it in physical form. Believing you receive it is having it by faith. And faith is the evidence of things that you can't see. Faith is the word of God that's promised you what you cannot see with your natural eyes. So I don't know how long it's going to take. But I know this. I know that if we operate according to what the word of God says, we will hold fast to confess the consistent confession of our faith no matter how long it takes. There's some things I wish would work quicker than they have. But so What? The delay doesn't mean God hasn't heard me. I know that he's heard me because I prayed according to his will. So who cares how long it takes? Yeah, but I'd just be a lot more comfortable if it would work quickly. Well, that's what we're all about is your comfort. That's what everything hangs on, you know. Now, James said, James 1, 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, tests, trials, and afflictions. That's a part of what Romans 4.20 is talking about with Abraham. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
He was thanking God for the answer before he could see it. I thank God for the privilege to stand in faith for healing. I remember Brother Hagin said something right after I got to school. In uh, my first year of Bible school, I was going to healing school, and, he, and it didn't have anything to do with what he's talking about. But he stopped and kind of walked over to where I was in the room. As far as I'm concerned, he said it just for me. He didn't know me, and I knew who he was, but hadn't become personally acquainted yet. And he stood right over just within a couple of rows of where I was sitting. He said, you know, I, I feel sorry for people that have always had it easy. My first thought was, man, not me. I always wanted to be one of those people. He said, yeah, I feel sorry for people that have always had it easy because they've never learned the value of trusting God. And there's nothing that equals the value of learning to trust God, stand in faith upon his word. Well, now, after these many years later, I understand exactly what he means. And I'm glad for it. I'm glad for the opportunities I've had. I'm glad for the opportunity to stand in faith. I count it joy. I remind the Lord every day. Father, it's a joy to stand in faith upon your word for healing. Mr. Devil, I'm not worried that it hadn't worked because the word of God is true. I believe I received my healing in Jesus' name. I'll confess that till Jesus comes back or until the circumstances change because I've got a guarantee from God that it'll work. The prayer of faith will work every time. Amen? Amen. Now, if you need healing in your body, I want you to raise your hand. If you want to pray the prayer of faith, you're ready to pray the prayer of faith. Receive your healing. I want you to raise your hand. All right, why don't you go ahead and stand up? Just stand up right where you are. It's not the anointing of all that has power. It's not laying the hands on you that has the power. It's the prayer of faith that saves or heals the sick. Now, the rest of you, I want you to join in and say this same prayer with us as a sign of support for them, sign of agreement. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to clear your mind. I want you to listen to the words that I speak, and I want you to say them after me, but don't just repeat the words. Let your heart agree with them. It's not how fast you say it. It's letting your heart agree with these things. You ready? Dear Heavenly Father, you said in your word that if there's any sick in the church, that if we pray the prayer of faith, it will heal the sick. I believe your word. I know healing is your will because Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And I know, Father, that when I pray anything according to your will, you hear me. And since I know you hear me, I believe and have confidence in the fact that it belongs to me now. I ask you, according to the word of God, to heal my body in Jesus' name. I curse sickness and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, because I've prayed according to your will, I believe I receive my healing now. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And by faith, I believe that that which Satan has wrought in my body is now undone. Thank you, Father, for hearing and answering my prayer. I thank you, Lord, 
for raising me up. In Jesus' name, amen. Now lift your hands and thank him because that's true. I don't care what you can see. I don't care what you feel. It has nothing to do with anything. According to the word of God, you are healed. Not because you feel it, not because you can see it, but because Jesus said it was true. Thank you, Father, that we're healed by the stripes of Jesus. By faith, according to the word of God, it's done. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Oh, Father, so good to be healed. So good to be healed. We see it with the eye of faith. We take hold of it with the hand of faith. It's ours now by faith. So we glorify you for it. We thank you that you're at work in our bodies, causing us to have the healing and raising us up according to the word of God. We worship you, Father. We magnify your holy name. We thank you that your word is true. We thank you that the word of God is working in us. We count it joy, Father, to stand in faith. We count it joy knowing that we shall be perfect in entire wanting nothing. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You said, Lord, that those that fear you, which means put your word first in their lives, shall want for no good thing. So we have no wants. We have no lack concerning the area of healing because we put you first and acted on your word. We worship you, Lord. Such a privilege to thank you in advance in the face of circumstances. Thank you, Father, that your word is true and it's working in us. Restore, restore, restored. Healed and restored in Jesus' name. Healed and restored in Jesus' name. Healed and restored in Jesus' name. To undo what Satan has wrought. In the precious name of Jesus. The precious name of Jesus. The precious name of Jesus. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord Jesus. We magnify you, Lord. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word will never fail. That means healing is ours. That means healing is ours. Healing is ours. And we'll not let our confession change. We shall maintain the constant profession of our faith that we believe we receive our healing in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the eternal word of God Almighty. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I believe I received my healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you maintain that consistent confession of your faith, the devil's not strong enough to keep it from being real. He's not strong enough to keep it from materializing in this physical realm. He doesn't have enough power to stop the word of God from working. It's up to you now. Your only job is to maintain your consistent profession of faith. Your confession that I believe I received my healing. God's job is to raise you up and see that you have it. 
Remember Abraham, who was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Thank God every time you think about it. Thank him that according to the word of God, you are healed by the stripes of Jesus. That's it. That's all there is to it. It's an absolute guarantee from the Holy Ghost himself. The creator of the worlds, the power of God, has given you an absolute guarantee that it works every time. Amen? Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with us. You're dismissed.